Hey guys, Elle here. I have a fantastic guest and conversation here for you today. And we are talking all about human design. Why human design? Um, well, human design is one of the best ways to learn more about yourself. And over here at the Perspective Podcast, we are all about diving deep into who we really are, how our energy works, how we can go about best in the world, how we can thrive, whether it be in our career and our relationships, but specifically in our financial lives. And for me, human design just unlocked the key to allowing myself to be myself. Because prior to discovering that I was a projector type in human design, I went about in the world comparing myself to everybody else and wondering why I'm so different. Wondering why I could not keep up with other people or why the rat race burned me out quicker than others. Wondering why at such a young age I was dealing with adrenal insufficiency when seemingly other people could run circles around me, but I couldn't. Or I could, but it was burning me out and draining me so much. And I realized that all of my mentors and all of the people around me, my coworkers, were not the same design type as me. So it's only when I discovered human design that I realized, oh, wait, I do have a place in this world. I don't have to live in this world of shoulds. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be producing more. I should be super social and have this huge, massive friend group. I should be selling myself and chasing clients down to close a deal. All of these things just fell away when I discovered that, oh, wait, that's not how I'm supposed to go about in the world. That's not my energetic imprint at all. And so I wanted to bring a special guest leaving on today to talk about human design so it can help you figure out why you're here and how best to go about in the world in a way that lights you up and aligns your unique energetic imprint with what you're here to do. So Levin has a business called Align and Create. She's based out of London and I discovered her on her podcast, Align and Create. Make sure to check it out and let's dive in. Make sure. All right, we have Levin. Thank you so much for coming on the Perspective Podcast. I'm so glad to have you. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Yes, I'm delighted to have you on. I've been wanting to have somebody on the podcast to walk us through all things human design because I know it can be so incredibly valuable for those of us who are going through a spiritual awakening and trying to find that next step and whether it be our purpose or our finances or figuring out a relationship. I know that human design can help. So um, first, I'd love to just ask you to share a little bit about you know, where you live, what you do, and how you came into human design and kind of through your own spiritual awakening journey. Yes, definitely. So I'm based in London and I guess I sort of got into human design. Well, I first heard about, I think in about 2017 and I was kind of going through a spiritual awakening at the time, whether I realized it or not. And I had just moved countries. I'm originally from Ireland and I was moved to London, sort of followed my intuition, moved to London and got into new relationships, sort of quit my job, started a master's. So I was kind of going through a lot of like upheaval in my life at the time. And I think I was just really searching for something to 
sort of understand myself at a greater level and to sort of give me more trust in myself and belief in myself. So human design just really gave me a lot of licensing to, to follow my intuition, to trust myself. It gave me sort of guidance as to what my strengths are. And it wasn't like things I didn't know about. It was all things I sort of already knew, but it was like an, a re sort of a re understanding at a deeper level, you know, and a real like commitment to myself so that sort of brought me along this human design journey and I remember at the time thinking oh I would love to like do this like I'd love to you know give readings and do all of this but I think at the time I was like oh my god that's like way too crazy like no one's heard about human design <laughs> like what are people gonna think so I just sort of quietly you know sort of started to incorporate into my own life and tested it out and I think that's definitely something I would encourage your listeners to do you know as we sort of go through it is to you know take this information in try and you know incorporate into your own life and see how it works for you you know human design is designed to be an experiment and it's really to be yeah experimented with you know take what resonates leave the rest that's definitely sort of how I operate with human design and yeah slowly but surely over time it just really really resonated with me I got more into alignment, things that weren't in alignment just sort of fell away. And it's just sort of something that I continue to come back to. And yeah, over time, I just studied it and then started giving readings. So that's kind of, um, in a nutshell, my sort of introduction to human design. Fantastic. So how did you just first discover it? Was this on a podcast or online or Instagram, social media? And kind of walk me through that process. Where did you first learn about it? Yeah, I heard about it on a podcast first. And then I just was like deep diving, looking, listening to all the podcasts, you know, going down rabbit holes. Um, yeah, so it was it was the pair of podcasts. Okay, that's fantastic. And so when you went through your own spiritual awakening, what prompted that? Was it just a greater awareness, you know, that you're just more than just a human bo- a body on earth? Or was it, you know, researching online? Was it a health issue? How did you kind of fall into the spiritual awakening that happened to you? It was sort of over a long period of time. So I think, so prior to that move to London, I'd also had previously lived in New York and I moved back to Ireland when I was about like 25. And I think that was kind of really the beginning of this sort of spiritual awakening. I guess it was gradually coming towards my Saturn return as well. You know, in the end of your twenties, where a lot of the time there's a big upheaval, a lot of change, a lot of sort of growth as we sort of transition into adulthood. So I think that was kind of the beginning of it. I got really into veganism. I got really into just sort of like the planet um, and all those kind of things, you know, and just was much more, just had a much more of a spiritual kind of outlook on things I'm also very close to my grandparents and they both sort of passed away over that period of time as well so I think that kind of brought me deeper into into myself and I was just doing a lot of inner work and I think these things just sort of emerge when you need them most really absolutely yeah and I experienced my awakening for a period of eight to ten years I feel like it happened in different stages and different levels and like you said the first Saturn return was a big upheaval in my life as well so I can totally relate to that so um, so with human design, can you tell me a little bit about the history of it? Do you know, like, is it based solely on astrology? What what aspects does it incorporate? Yeah, so it is basically a quantum system. So it brings together different modalities. So astrology, the I Ching, the chakra system, the Kabbalah, you know, um, genetics, like um, quantum physics. So there's sort of a lot of things coming together. And it basically gives you how I would describe it as like a blueprint 
as to how you can use your energy in the best way possible. So it's sort of like, I guess, yeah, a blueprint as to how you can sort of move through the world in a way that's in most alignment for you. So it's very specific to each person. And um, even within human design, like there's five types, but when you go deeper, there's like 2 billion different sort of f- configurations that your design can be. So it really just makes everyone so unique. And I think what's so interesting about it is, you know, so much in the sort of personal development, you know, world, it can be very much a one size fits all. And even within business, you know, there can be so much sort of guidance around this is what you need to do to market yourself. This is how you um, sort of operate in order to be successful. And while that might have been successful for one person, actually for each individual person, there can be different ways to sort of market yourself, to operate in business, to operate in your life in order to achieve more success for you. So it's really just so personal and human design can kind of just cut through a lot of things quite quickly um, and really just give you a lot of insight into yourself. That's amazing. It seems like it gives so much more detail, even than just astrology alone, which I was really drawn to. And I feel like before I discovered human design, I felt like there was something wrong with me because I couldn't go out and like chase people down. I was in like a very salesy type role. My mm. first couple of jobs out of college, and I could never understand why it didn't feel good to sell in that way to like chase people down. It's that's, I feel like that's just a theme of the past 20 years and sale. It's just that masculine energy. I just never resonated with that. And I felt like there was something wrong with me. Also, I'm an introvert and I'm a, I now know I'm a projector in human design, but yeah. I just, it was amazing to finally realize, Oh wait, like I can be successful in this way. You know, I don't have to chase people down. Mm. That was a huge, um, light bulb moment for me so and I know you you're you said you're a projector as well so definitely definitely and even with that piece too like it always intuitive intuitively felt more aligned for me to not push and to not do that but I think like you said you know there's so much messaging out there and depending on you know what role you're in you can feel a real pressure to sort of operate in a way that is totally out of alignment and you know while that can work for a period of time like often just leads to like burnout or like dissatisfaction you know, or just things not really working. So I think, you know, obviously human design isn't like a a miraculous cure for your whole life, but I think it can really just give like a lot of guidance and a lot of tips as to how you can actually operate in a way that there's just a lot more flow and a lot more ease. So even though, even when challenges come up, it can feel more easeful as opposed to, you know, kind of swimming upstream, if you know what I mean. And it really incorporates, it, it helps you look inward instead of outward externally at what other people are doing, which I love. Um, exactly, exactly. And even so, like it can be so helpful, you know, when you learn more about human design to understand, you know, your partner's human design, understand your children, understand, you know, your work colleagues, because it just gives you a lot more understanding of how different people operate. And even it's helped me a lot even to understand like all of my family's sort of human design. And, um, you know, and I think it just gives you yeah a lot more understanding and acceptance of the way people are and when you can kind of see it in someone's chart like oh you know they're more like analytically minded like human design can even go into that sort of stuff you know or this person's more go with the flow this person is designed to you know really speak their you know speak their truth kind of thing like that's in their design this person's really creative you know there's so many nuances like as you get deeper but yeah and so do you have to ask your family members there where they were born and what time to do this or how <laughs> exactly? 
<laughs> yeah. So the interesting thing. So yeah, to get an accurate reading, you really do like need your exact time, date and place of birth. But what's interesting is if you don't know, you know, if you're looking up someone's chart or you're, you know, even if you don't know your own exact date of um, time of birth, say you can put in different times like throughout the day. So there will be aspects to your design that will change, but often your energy type will more than likely stay the same. Like there can be exceptions depending on like the time and stuff, but, um, you know, just try like maybe like 12, like nine, and then like sometime in the evening so that you kind of get like a gauge of, um, of, you know, the design and all that. So there can be a pretty significant difference in a chart based on birth time. alone. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So what, tell us a little bit about like, what are the most important areas in the chart to look at first? Once let's say I'm a new client and I've provided you my date of birth and location, kind of walk me through like what areas do you look at first? What are the big ones? Obviously we can't get into all the details today, but where, what do you look at? And let's just kind of walk through those basic, um, I don't know what you want to call them, design types. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, for your listeners, like the best place to start is to understand what your energy type is. So there's five energy types. There's manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. So that's kind of like your astrological sun sign in a way, like it's obviously a big part of who you are, but there's also more nuances. But I think even just understanding your energy type can give you so much sort of momentum and understanding. So I can go through all the types just so you sort of understand what each type sort of is. So let's start with manifestors. So manifestors are about eight to 9% of the population. And they're really designed to be like the initiators to get things going, to be that kind of fire starter. They work in sort of creative bursts. So very intensely for a period of time, and then they need to rest. They often tend to work really well on their own or like to work for themselves. Or if they're working for somebody else, it needs to kind of have a lot of autonomy within the role because manifestors don't tend to like to be told what to do. They have a very big energy and a manifestor in alignment is really a peaceful manifestor is experiencing peace, experiencing like a lot of ease and peace in their life. And if the manifestor is experiencing a lot of anger, it's a sign that you're not in alignment and actually you maybe need to initiate more, you know, manifestors are kind of designed to take up a lot of space. And if they haven't been doing that, they can sort of feel a lot of anger and a lot of resistance and manifestors in order to experience the more sort of flow and peaceful aspect, they're redesigned to inform other people of what they're doing. So it's not asking permission for permission. Manifestors are definitely not designed to ask for permission. I don't think any of the types really are. Um, but specifically manifestors, they're really just designed to inform other people. So let's say, you know, if you're a manifestor and you're like uh, an entrepreneur and you have an assistant, you know, let the assistant know what you're up to or, if, you know, in a relationship you know, let your partner know, you know, if you're going to be home really late from work or even just simple things, you know, there can just be a lot more sort of ease because often it can be the manifestor's experience of, you know, maybe having this idea when you're, when you're younger, you know, and having this like amazing idea to kind of start something or um, get something off the ground because manifestors tend to be very like creative and innovative and they're already designed to, to do that. But, you know, maybe the parent is like, no, like, you know, that's the mad idea. Like you can't do that. Then they might feel like a bit reluctant to kind of take and kind of step into that bigness. So it's really encouraging manifestors to kind of step into their bigness. And um, 
a famous manifester is Adele. I'd like to like share some famous ones sometimes since it's kind of interesting for people. Um, so next type is generators. So generators are 37% of the population roughly. And they're really designed to follow what they love. They have a very strong gut response to sort of show them what is the right thing for them. So generators are designed to develop mastery through sort of following what they love, listening to their gut. It's kind of that like, mm-hmm or mm-hmm. So, you know, for generators and asking, having someone ask you questions, like if you're not sure how you feel about something, having someone ask you like, do you want to do this? Like, do you want to go here? And kind of tuning into your gut is a really good way of sort of understanding whether something is right for you or not. And generators are great at sort of sustaining energy. So sustaining projects over a long period of time, they have that sort of sustaining sacral energy and they're really designed to respond to the universe. They're not designed to initiate in the same way that manifestors are. They're more designed to respond to external things in their environment. So whether it's, you know, a brand they see on Instagram or someone in their environment, they're like, oh yeah, like my gut's really like giving me a yes. And then sort of moving forward, making that connection. And even in terms of like entrepreneurs, you know, if they're creating a product or something, you know, seeing is that product something that your audience has asked for, you know, are you responding to, you know, what the market wants, what your customers want, or are you just sort of making up something that you want? And I think it's helpful because if you look at, you know, times in your business that have been successful, you know, it's more than likely times that you have responded. So that's just something, you know, for the entrepreneurial folks out there, I think that's a helpful tip. Um, a sign that you're in alignment as a generator is that you feel satisfied by what you're doing. You know, you feel really lit up and satisfied. You're designed to kind of, you know, wake up in the morning with like a full tank of energy and burn it all out throughout the day and, you know, go to bed really tired, but really satisfied. And a sign that you're sort of out of alignment is a real feeling of frustration. So, I would check out if you feel frustrated, you know, maybe you've been saying yes a lot when you actually mean no, because people are often very drawn to generators because they have a lot of energy and can really want to like utilize that energy. So it's really helpful to make sure, you know, you're, you're setting boundaries, make sure that you're saying no when, you know, you mean no, but something that's not lighting you up, that's so important and to sort of create that space for opportunities to sort of come to you because generators are very magnetic and are really designed to sort of magnetize opportunities towards them. The next type is manifesting generators. So they are 33% of the population and they're sort of a hybrid of the manifester and the generator type, but they more operate like a generator insofar as they're also designed to respond to the universe. So manifesting generators tend to be very fast and so are manifestors, but the manifesting generator tends to be more multi-passionate. So for example, the generators are more like sustaining and developing mastery over a long period of time. And the manifesting generators are more multi-passionate, sort of get, um, you know, develop mastery in one area and then want to move on to something else and often sort of have a lot of different things juggling at the same time, which is totally perfect for them. They're really designed to be non-linear. And often, you know, um, they might, you know, do something for a while and then it no longer is interesting and they want to move on to something else. And similar to generators, they're really designed to be following their gut and to be responding to what is really lighting them up and to sort of let things go when they no longer feel excited. A good thing for manifesting generators too is to not to 
commit themselves too far in advance for things. So often like your energy might wane. So, you know, maybe don't commit yourself six months, you know, to a project that you may not want to do. Like, obviously, you know, this is just guidelines, you know, take what resonates, leave the rest. But I think that can be a good sort of mantra for manifesting generators because um, they do tend to sort of master something very quickly and want to move on to something. So um, that's a good tip for them. The next type is both of our types, which is projector. And projectors are 20% of the population. And they're really designed to have a very unique perspective on on, on something in, the, in life and really go down the rabbit hole, become an absolute expert and master in that field and share their wisdom. Projectors are very, very wise and tend to be very good at seeing into the other. So whether it's another person or a system and really being able to break it down in a very, um, a very specific way. The projector energy is very sort of penetrating. So they can really see into someone else, really understand sort of what's going on for them. And it needs to be invited in. You know, not everyone is ready for the projector wisdom. So, um, you know, when it is invited in, it is so, so useful. So it's just like a tip for projectors, you know, like something I've, let's say with human design, like when I got really into that, I wasn't like, you know, telling everyone in my life, but, you know, I mentioned like, oh yeah, I'm interested in human design, but like if they weren't interested, I wasn't pushing it, you know? And I think that is really helpful because when people are interested and when they really recognize you and invite you in, then, you know, you feel great because your, your insight and your wisdom is being sort of um, like valued and you don't sort of waste your energy on people that aren't interested in you. And, you know, I think something that human design really like focuses on and I think it's particularly relevant for projectors is we're not all for everyone you know not everyone's going to recognize our brilliance and actually really connecting with the people that do and seeing and seeing the value in that and not sort of wasting your energy on you know trying to explain something or trying to you know give your perspective when someone else isn't interested so I think that's a really good tip and really just honing on honing in on your craft, honing in on whatever fascinates you and spending a lot of time sort of developing that, cultivating your perspective and then sharing a big thing for projectors too is making themselves visible. That can be a hard thing because often projectors are so good at seeing other people, so good at understanding other people. It can be a bit daunting sometimes to really allow yourself to be seen. So that is definitely something that projectors can work on in order to sort of um, experience the most success and projectors sort of their theme and how um, their sort of way of operating if they're in alignment is that they're designed to be successful. So, you know, that is a sign that you're in alignment. And if you're not feeling that way, if you're feeling bitter, which is the sort of not self or the projector out of alignment, it's just a sign that you've maybe gone off course and that you need to sort of come back into your own sort of alignment. Maybe you need to take some rest. Projectors aren't designed to be like going, going, going. They're not like a generator or a manifesting generator. They really need time to rest and having an ebb and flow um, in terms of your working pattern, if possible, is really beneficial. They say traditionally in human design, projectors are designed to work like three to four hours a day, which I know isn't always realistic, but how I sort of more see that, and I think it can even fit in if you work in an office, if you work in like a nine to five, is that, you know, those three to four hours are very focused work where you're really like, you know, doing a lot of output work. And the rest of the time is really like honing your skill honing your skills, studying and developing that mastery. So it's kind of that like balance of input and output work with projectors. 
as, you know, alternatively to, let's say, a generator who can really just go and go and go all day and generate all day, whereas projectors is a bit more of a balance of energy. So that can be helpful in terms of like longevity. And then reflectors are the last type and they're 1% of the population and they're quite different to the other energy types in that they really have a very fluid and um, sort of way of operating. So they have what's called a sampling aura. So they sort of try on and the different energies basically throughout the month. So they also are very influenced by the moon and the lunar sort of transits. So they might feel very different on a sort of a day-to-day -day basis. And um, reflectors are really designed to be very wise. You know, they really take in and amplify the energy of other people and they can make really great advisors and are really great, you know, in the heart of a company or in the heart of a community to really show, let's say the company, like how, how's, how's everyone doing and giving a lot of advice from that capacity. The big thing for reflectors is making sure that they're in a really supportive environment because they're going to be really taking in the environment that they're in. So, you know, if you're not in an environment that's supportive to you, it's definitely about like moving, you know, switching it up. And it doesn't necessarily mean like moving country or, you know, quitting your job. It can even just be like changing, you know, coffee shops that you work in or just, you know, really sensing into what space actually feels aligned. That's so important. And another aspect is really just giving yourself time to make decisions. You know, traditionally in human design, they say, you know, wait a full lunar cycle. So like 28 days to make like big life decisions. Obviously that's not always like realistic. Um, but I think, you know, don't rush yourself. Like if you feel pressure to make decisions from other people, that's really not how you're designed. You really kind of need to cycle through this different energies to really see what is right for you. So the right thing, the right decision will come to you over time. So that's the reflector. Oh, that's amazing. I love hearing just about everyone. They all sound so different. And I, it's almost like I can plug in people I know to each type and think, oh, they're definitely a generator. This person is definitely a reflector. Um, and I'm definitely a projector. And when you talked about working three to four hours a day, that really resonates. That's my goal to work less. Yeah. Um, and that's ideal for us. We need rest. Um, wow, it's just really fascinating. Thank you for explaining that so well and, and sharing kind of, I think for me, hearing when they're in alignment and when they're out of alignment is really helpful because I definitely can think of times in my life where I've been out of alignment and bitterness was the first, you know, emotion to come up. That's a theme in my life, you know, and, and now I know, okay, why is this coming up? Something needs to change. Whereas before it might've just been, well, what's wrong with me? You know, so I think mm -hmm. I just helps so much in realizing that just we are all so different amazing definitely definitely and it's also it's a practice you know you come back to this like bitterness is something that you know will just come up you know I'm sure like anger will come up for manifestors you know frustration will come up for generators it's just that having that awareness and then like okay how can I come back to my own energy what you know what has gone wrong <laughs> you know what have I sort of done what you know what decisions have I made and that weren't aligned potentially and just coming back to yourself and you know I think human design be really helpful for that definitely you know I have another question about the projectors so something that I've struggled with from time to time is when I've heard it said that we need to you know allow the invitation to come to us so where where's the balance there you know if you're running a business and it's is it okay to reach out to people and ask them to be on your podcast or market yourself on social media because obviously you want to put yourself out there you want to be visible but then the question is how much is too much you know am I chasing people down by doing this or, or should I just wait to be invited everywhere because I feel like there has to be a balance right there's a polarity there 
Yeah. Yeah. I think totally, totally. It's a balancing act. And also I think, I think the way from the imitation thing, it's really, um, it's so nuanced. And I think you're right. Like in terms of inviting people onto your podcast, I think absolutely. I think projectors really need to be making themselves visible. You know, people need to know, you know, who you are and where you are in order to like give you an invitation, you know, and there's, I guess there's so many levels of invitation. So sometimes there can be what I see as like an energetic invitation. So let's say you feel really pulled towards doing something like starting a business or starting a podcast or moving to a particular country. Like to me, that feels like an energetic invitation. Like it's almost like the universe is sort of giving you an invitation. And also, you know, you don't need invitations for like all the things. And in terms of like reaching out, I think definitely building up like relationships with people is so important. I think particularly, you know, of all the energy types, I'd say projectors and probably reflectors as well are and the their businesses are sort of most based relationally so building relationships is so important oftentimes you know for projectors a lot of clients can come from either referrals you know can come through you know like maybe contacts with other business owners you know getting into other people's audiences can be really helpful in terms of you know not leveraging yourself constantly in terms of like marketing 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 you know thinking strategically not like not strategically but just like you know connecting with like-minded people and then sort of seeing what happens and um you know have it be sort of an organic process but you know it doesn't it doesn't need to be this sort of like pushing energy if you know what I mean and I think you can kind of feel into it yourself when it's when you're pushing and when you're kind of moving towards things like I think the waiting for the invitation it should feel easy to an extent if that makes sense well, I feel like you're in flow really insightful um now can you explain a little bit I don't know a lot about the other aspects of human design but one that I've heard is there's some aspect of the chart that talks about your actual environment, the environment that you like to be in. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I'm very interested in hearing what, tell me a little bit more about how that reads in your chart. Yeah. So I guess I think that is in PHS, which I don't think is that helpful to go into too much if you're very new to human design, just because it tends to not really resonate unless you're already kind of living in alignment with your design. So I think that's probably not the best thing. But one thing I would focus on is maybe the identity center, which is really around environment as well, but in a kind of slightly different context. So the identity center or the G center sort of like in the like heart of your design and the heart of your chart and basically if you have that to, um open which means like white it means that you really need to focus on the environment that you're in like you're very influenced by the environment that you're in so in terms of you know let's say you're in a relationship like you should probably you know let's say you're in a relationship and your partner has their g-center defined you should be the one that really dictates where you live what you know where you know whatever space you feel good in is like really really important because you're taking and amplifying the energy of that space and also the kind of identities of people around you you know it's where you're really here to be wise but if you are not in a great environment it can really impact your sort of level of happiness um, and your sort of direction so that is definitely something I think is like super important and yeah does that answer what are there any other aspects of the chart that you feel like are really important to understand? Yeah, so I think, and I think another piece that's really helpful, you know, when we're getting started is to learn about your authority. So your authority 
authority is like your decision-making process. So it's not really related to your, um, your energy type, like certain energy types will only be able to have certain authorities, but I can kind of just run through them because I think, you know, understanding your, your energy type, understanding your strategy, which I kind of went through in the, in the, um, descriptions of each type and then understanding your authority like they always say like traditionally like Ra the guy who kind of founded human design and um, channeled the whole system always says if you just know you know your strategy and your authority like your energy type that is going to do like that is going to bring you you know where you need to go so you kind of don't need to know all the other aspects of your chart like I personally think it's very helpful to do that um, and helpful to understand yourself at a sort of deeper level, but just kind of going getting those parts is really beneficial. So um, some of these I kind of touched on, but we'll just go through it again. So emotional authority is um, is basically when you have your emotional center defined, which is sort of one of the centers within your chart. And basically when you have emotional authority, you're not designed to make decisions spontaneously. You're not designed to make decisions like in the moment, you're really designed to wait a beat, you know, sleep on it, give yourself a couple of days until you're in an emotionally neutral place before you, you know, make a big decision. Because if you, you know, commit to something when you're on a sort of high emotional state you know, or a low emotional state, it actually might not be right for you in a few days time, which I think is like really helpful to know about yourself because, you know, if you make those really impulsive decisions, you might be like, oh, like, why did I do that? You know, and really um, commit to something that wasn't right. So that's the first one. Um, Sacral is, so this is for generators, manifesting generators, and, but they can also have other um, authorities. But basically that is that in the moment, that gut response, that like yes or no, and even for manifesting generators, sometimes it can be felt as more of a like pull towards something or like a pull away from something. So even just like noticing your body, like if it's moving towards or like away from something can be helpful to know if it's a yes or a no, but it's definitely that like gut response. And what's so interesting is like so much in the zeitgeist is like, trust your gut, trust your gut. And like, that is only like some of the population, like obviously um, generators and manifesting generators are sort of the um, majority of the population combined. Um, but that, you know, I, like, I don't have a strong response. So um, that never fully resonated with me. Um, I have what's called splenic. Um, I'm not sure what, do you know what you, your authority is? I do not remember. I'm going to have to pull my chart after this and go check it out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to know. So splenic is intuitive and um, intuitive response. So what's interesting is splenic is really designed to be very spontaneous. It is designed to be impulsive. It's that like in the moment. Yes. And um, it's quiet. So it's slightly different from the sacral in that the intuitive voice tends to be a lot more quiet, a lot more of a like whisper or um, just sort of a like intuitive knowing about something. It's very helpful if you have splenic authority to, you know, take time, go out in nature, you know, allow yourself to kind of tune in so you can hear that and that and that intuitive clarity, basically. But what's interesting is, you know, if you compare splenic, which is like, you know, spontaneous, yes, in the now to emotional who needs more time, you can see how, you know, even if you're in a relationship, you know, one person has phoenix authority, one person has emotional authority. It's like, okay, like you need to give the, you know, emotional authority a day or two before you expect them to have like a quick answer about something or even, you know, within work or whatever. I think it can be quite interesting because, you know, there can be such a push to like, give me a decision now. And it's like, well, actually some people need a bit of time, you know? So I think that can be, be helpful to know your coworkers' charts 
because I, I can tell you, I, I take time. I'm not in the moment. So I must not be explaining it. I wonder so you, yeah, you might be emotional. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. Very curious now. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Have to let me know. And um, the next type is ego. So ego is basically it's kind of an interesting one. It's like, what is sort of like, not like selfishly right, but what is kind of like right for you, like solely right for you? Like, what do you have the willpower to do? What is really going to serve you? And really knowing that if it serves you, it's going to like serve everybody else. So it's kind of really like putting yourself first. And often people that have this, they might feel like a little bit of resistance to like really focus on themselves. But, you know, often they have that for a reason because they need to do that. So um, that's an interesting one. The next type is environmental. And that's basically going to different environments to feel out how you feel about something. So whether it's like you have a particular routine, my dad actually has this. And he like goes to these specific shops and like he's very particular about like his little routine of places he goes to. And that really helps you to sort of form a decision. You know, if you have environmental authority, your environment is also like very important to you talking things out with other people. Like if you have environmental authority, it means that you're what's called a mental projector. So you just have sort of definition in your either your, you know, your crown, your ajna, your throat, and you have a lot of openness in your design. So really like um, taking time is important as well for environmental, not being really like rushed with your decisions is also important. And then the last type is lunar. So this is the reflector. So it's really waiting that, you know, 28 day cycle, if possible, not for day to day decisions, but for like big decisions, like big career decisions, big, you know, um, you know, moving country decisions, just giving yourself time to sort of cycle through all of those different feelings so that you come to the right conclusion for yourself. Okay, well, that's really interesting. There's so many different types and we're all going through the world until we learn about human design thinking that we're all supposed to do be the same, do the same thing, right? It's just not even the reality for most of us. Totally. So, yeah, it's totally. really interesting. And um, so then I know, you know, obviously this podcast is about money and wealth. And so I'm just curious from your perspective, you know, it seems like you could really use these authorities in your decision-making process when it comes to investing or figuring out what to do with your money, because, you know, someone whose emotional authority may not make the same decisions when it comes to, you know, investing money or even choosing a career than somebody who's splenic authority. So um, definitely, it just definitely. seems like it's applicable to so many different areas of your life, whether that be career, relationships, your financial situation, setting goals for yourself even. Definitely, definitely. I think what can be a helpful exercise is, you know, when you do find out what your authority is, and your energy type, you know, look back on maybe key decisions, financial decisions you made in your life, whether, you know, good or bad, and really look to see where was that decision coming from? You know, what was going on in your life and what was, where were you making that decision from? And it can be quite revealing in terms of, you know, the outcome. And then it's something you can really experiment with, you know, try this out. You know, if you have, you know, speednik authority, you know, follow your intuition, you know, be impulsive, spontaneous. If, it, if you know, your intuition is saying, do something, you know, follow that and see, you know, what happens, see the outcome. Or, you know, if you're emotional, give yourself a bit of time so that you don't, you know, act impulsively when actually maybe, you know, you needed to check in, check in with yourself and give yourself a couple of days before you're like, you know, making that big financial commitment or whatever it was. Exactly. So do you find a lot of clients come to you looking more for 
insight into their purpose and their mission on earth? I know that's a big question for, for most of us, right? Especially after you go through a spiritual awakening, you're like, what am I doing here? And I often find my clients are attracted to me because they just want a change. You know, they want to switch careers specifically. Um, is that why a lot of people end up getting readings with you or is it for a variety of reasons? I'm just curious, like what brings clients? Yeah, that is definitely, that is definitely a really big piece of it. I think human design can speak a lot to that. Like it's not going to say like you're designed to be a doctor or anything, but it can really say like, you've got a very creative chart. You're really designed to be self-expressed, you know, you have a really interesting perspective on this certain thing, but it can also say, like show you certain things of like, you're really good at sort of wrapping up projects. You're really good at coming in, in the middle of things and sort of bring cycles to a close, you know, cycles and rituals are very important to you, you know, and can really kind of give you very specific information about your design. There's something called the incarnation cross, which I kind of go into a bit more in readings, which is really like your sort of life purpose. And, you know, what they say within human design is, you know, if you follow your strategy and your authority, which is like I was saying earlier, your authority is your decision-making process that we just went through and your strategy is, you know, following your energy type basically. And if you do those two things, you know, you will sort of get to your incarnation cross. You will sort of live that out. You will live out your design. So it can just be helpful to sort of have more awareness, have more, I think, have more awareness, have more understanding, and then be able to make decisions from a place of like power, you know? Yes. And just facilitate every aspect of your life. So really powerful. And now I have to go look at my chart and figure out what my incarnation cross is right now. <laughs> I know sometimes it doesn't always, I don't I, know. I would, I would be careful of looking up the incarnation crosses because okay. sometimes they don't always make the most sense. And um, that's a reading. Yeah, it can be helpful to have a reading just because you can kind of go more into the different gates and and the different um, channels and stuff. And that can kind of give you a lot of information. Another thing that's too, that can be helpful um, in terms of your chart in general. So there's different energy centers within the chart and um, where you have definition or like colored in centers is where you um, sort of have strengths or have consistent energy, say, and then where you're open or have like white centers is where you're sort of taking in amplifying energy from other people. It's where you can be challenged sometimes, but it's also where you're designed to develop a lot of wisdom. So having some awareness around, around that can be really helpful. So let's say for instance, for projectors and for reflectors and for manifestors, we all have what's called an, um, an undefined sacral. So that means that we're not designed for like sustaining energy constantly all day, every day. You know, we really need to have an ebb and flow in the way that we operate. So even just having that awareness um, and often sort of the not self or the kind of conditioned self, if you have that could be like, I need to work harder. I need to like, you know, go, 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 because I'm, you know, taking in all this energy from other people. I feel like I need to be going. And also when you have um, an undefined center, you are sort of um, temporarily, like, let's say you're around a generator and you're a projector, you're sort of taking on that energy. So you're taking on that, that sacral energy. So you might feel like go, go, go. You might be like, have so much energy to do things, you know, and 
And then kind of, you know, if you're doing that all the time, you might burn out. So it's not to say like, if you're a projector, or if you're a manifester, you can't, you know, work hard or, you know, get loads of things done. Like I definitely get loads of things done and I'm a projector. I love to work. And so, you know, it's not like, you know, you're going to be sitting on the couch or anything. It's just having that awareness of, you know, taking time to do things that are fun, taking times to relax um, can be really beneficial. So even there's other aspects of your chart, like, um, like the will center, for example, the heart center. And um, if you have that undefined or white, it basically means that you aren't designed to kind of prove yourself. And if you have that undefined, oftentimes you will feel like you need to prove yourself. You will feel like you need to be like, you know, doing this, doing that to prove yourself that you're worthy. There can be the kind of shadow side that can be a feeling of like, oh, I'm not worthy. I need to like do more. I need to like, you know, prove myself more. And most of the population have this sort of undefined. So, you know, it can just be something to be aware of. It's like, I'm actually not designed to prove myself. I'm like perfect as I am. You know, I'm not designed to have like consistent willpower and that's okay. You know, I can still be successful in the way that I am. So I think having that awareness, having that sort of understanding can be really beneficial. Absolutely. Well, this has all been so interesting and I'm curious what your offerings are. Kind of walk me through what you're doing right now. Are you taking one-on-one clients? Do you have classes? Kind of walk me through what you're doing currently in the human design realm. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I offer one-on-one readings where we kind of go into your chart. So wherever you're at with your human design journey, whether you're a total newbie or whether you know a bit more about your chart, we can kind of really get into things. And a lot of things I focus on are around purpose, around career, around business, but also just around you, you know, what your goals are and how I can sort of use your chart to help you with that, help you understand yourself at a deeper level. So yeah, I love meeting one-on-one with people. There's just sort of so much, I think it's just like a projector's dream to like be one-on-one and just kind of go deep um, and share that information. You know, it's so valuable. So yes, that's my main offering. I also have a manifestation course um, where we kind of go into manifesting with your human design. So they're my main offerings at the moment. I also have a podcast called Align and Create Podcast where we go into human design. I explain it um, and talk about different topics within human design. So you can kind of learn about human design I'm really passionate about sharing this information in a hopefully easy to understand and digestible way. So you can kind of start to bring human design into your life. Yeah. And that's how I found you was through your podcast. I like how simple it is, how you have it broken down where the episodes are short and to the point. And it's almost like you can search for a particular topic or type, which I love. Um, so tell me more about your manifestation course and walk me through that. Cause that sounds really interesting. Yeah. So I just kind of go through a very simple process. It's really short. It's like the whole um, course, like you can do it within an hour. And I basically just talk about a simple manifestation process. I bring in human design into it. So go more into, you know, your energy type and your strategy and your authority and also and sort of deeper areas about your about your manifestation style. So there's certain aspects of your chart that can kind of tell you about whether you manifest specifically or more non-specifically. So we kind of get into that. And yeah, it's just a really fun um, course to kind of get you manifesting with your design. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing. I will make sure to link your website in the show notes for the podcast. And amazing check out your website and all of your offerings. And thank you so much for being on, Levin. It's been awesome to learn more about human design. And now I'm obviously inspired to get a reading and learn more about myself and as I'm starting my own business right now. And I think I'm really excited to learn more. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
Well, that's a wrap on our human design podcast for this week. I really love Levin's fresh take on human design and how she breaks it down into digestible, simple snippets of information on her podcast. So be sure to check it out. I think human design can be as complex as you want to make it. And she does a great job at helping you dive as deep as you want to go. So with that said, if you're enjoying the Perspective Podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate, review, and subscribe so more people can find this wisdom and a follow on Instagram at Spiritual Perspective Podcast. Catch you later.